This is the Off Mic Podcast, a radio show about radio life. Here's your host, Drew Dalby. It's Rookie Week, and this is where Off Mic switches gears and goes from talking to the stars of the radio industry now to the stars of the future. First up, out of Fox FM in Yorkton, Grant Johnson. Where did you go to school for radio? I went to Columbia Academy at Van Arts in Vancouver. And how long have you been in radio since then? Coming up on a year and a half, I'd say close to a year and a half-ish. And what stations have you worked for in that year and a half? My first job right out of school, I got a job at CJ1240 in the Paw, Manitoba. The only town with the in the name. (laughs) And then I was there for about two months and uh, my current boss called me and asked me if I'd like to come work at Fox FM in uh, Yorkton, part of the Harvard Broadcasting. It's always so much easier when somebody calls you and is like, you want a job? (laughs) Exactly. And it was like uh, when I was still in school, there was a a position open at the station I'm at now. So I just sent my demo and resume and never really heard anything until he called me one day. (laughs) That was that. Now, over the year and change that you've been doing this, what's the coolest thing that you've gotten to do so far? Um, I think the coolest, most fun thing I've done was during the summer, I got to do my show uh, live from the Yorkton Exhibition and uh, Sweet Talk the Carnies, and they let me go on some of the rides while I was doing cut-ins and stuff. That's pretty cool. Always fun. What kind of rides did you go on? went on one that was like, uh, it's like, you know, the swing set, and then you go spin around really high. Oh, yeah, I think they call it Swing of the Century or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I went up there, and, and I'm not the best with heights, and like, there's a video of it somewhere on the internet, and, and I'm like, actually, I'm screaming, and it's not fake at all. <laughs> like, screaming mid-cut in every once in a while. There was a lightning storm, like, going on at the same time as I'm spinning around up there. And the guy that actually owns the exhibition got struck by lightning. How did you not get struck by lightning while you were in the big metal swing set? <laughs> Luck. <laughs> That's it. Let this be a lesson <laughs> to anybody broadcasting from a fair in a lightning storm. <laughs> it's probably not worth it. It's a very specific piece of advice, but important nonetheless. That's right. Any other standout moments for you so far? I grew up in the area, so it's kind of different for me. Like every time I crack the mic, there's people I know listening. Uh, So that's kind of cool, interesting, different, I guess. Growing up in Yorkton, what made you want to be in radio in the first place? Um, It wasn't until I moved to Saskatoon. A couple years after I'd finished high school, I moved to Saskatoon and just got a job. I was like working at a hot tub store. And so I was commuting to work every day through the city. And uh, one day there was a big traffic jam and I put on the radio and I was like, I need to figure this out and uh, stumbled on Wired 96.3. And then from there, started listening to Ryder and Brandy in the morning, uh, every day driving to work. And eventually I was just like, man, I want to do this. Googled radio schools and decided to go to Vancouver. So I suppose that answers the question of who your radio idols are. If, if a guy inspired you to want to be in the industry, you'd probably say Ryder. Yeah, Ryder is definitely one of the guys that, it was one of the first guys that I really listened to in radio where it was like, it was fun to listen to and where it was like, I need to keep listening to hear, I want to hear what he's going to say next, that sort of thing. So that's what I try to do that too, where you take that model, I guess. Now, what would you say, coming out of radio school, is the most important thing you've learned? What did they teach you in radio school that you've made the most use of in your career so far? Oh, man, I think uh, when I was in radio school, we'd get guest speakers in, and they'd tell us to network, and that is like my year and a half. That's the thing that I've learned is probably the most important right now is getting to know people in the industry and uh, definitely not being afraid to, like, send a demo to somebody for some critiquing and 
just building relationships out of that with people in the industry. What's the most brutally honest feedback you've got so far? Uh, I sent one to Remo at the Beat in Vancouver, and he sent me like an essay back, <laughs> like breaking it down. It was really good stuff, but it, I think uh, at one point he's like, man, you sound pretty boring, I'll be honest, <laughs> right now, <laughs> like in the clip that I, and I was like, wow. Okay, I'll pick up the energy level, I guess. Sometimes you just need that, you know? You can have so many people that are telling you, like, oh, man, you sound great. Oh, you're going to go places. You're going to do really good. You just need to work on a couple things. Every now and again, it's almost nice to get someone that's like, you're terrible at this. Oh, yeah, especially here, because every time I turn on the mic, there's somebody I know listening, and they're not going to critique me. It's always like, oh, I love listening. You're doing, like, so getting that sent out to other people that don't know me, maybe, and and aren't afraid to be honest with me. It's, yeah, that's one thing that helps me a lot. So it's pretty cool that you've gotten to get a gig in your hometown, but I got to imagine that Yorkton, Saskatchewan is not the end goal for you. (laughs) No, not at all. What would you say, is there a station out there that you look at and you're like, if I can get there before the end of my career, I'll be happy? Uh, One station I listen to a lot, 99.3 Seafox, Vancouver, the Jeff O'Neill show. That, that's one station I would love to work at. But my my goal is just I want to be major market someday. I'm sure most people do. But uh, I'd say Fox in Vancouver. All right, man. Do you have any other radio idols other than Ryder that stand out to you, people that you listen to, hoping to pick up a thing or two from them? Uh, Captain Scotty on the Jeff O'Neill show at 99.3 The Fox. Uh, Captain Scotty's brilliant. Some of the stuff he does is just absolutely hilarious. So I listen to the Jeff O'Neill show just to listen to Captain Scotty a lot. And then probably my all-time ultimate uh, radio person, Bob McCallum, the Bobcat. I I, I listen to him every day. Primetime sports. (laughs) I don't know if you have to suck up to him. I get the feeling Bob McCallum's not listening to the podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you mentioned it yourself that networking is one of the most important things. This is your chance to network with everybody who's listening. How do people find Grant Johnson? Uh, You can find me at Twitter, at GrantFM, on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash GrantJShow. Plenty of fish, big debt. No, (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, those are my two go-tos. All right, Grant, let's wrap it up with your spin of the week. Been listening to the new Kings of Leon album, Mechanical Bull, a lot. I'm going to go with uh, Kings of Leon, Comeback Story, the Off Mic Podcast.
for guest ideas, I always say that yes, you are allowed to suggest yourself. It's radio. It's all about seizing an opportunity. Back when I first started this thing, though, I got an email from one guy saying that if a chance ever came along, he wanted to be on the show. And that guy is Graham Moserman from Rock 97.7 in Grand Prairie. Let's start where it all starts. Where did you go to school for radio? Well, I went to Nate uh, for their two-year program, although it feels more like a year and a half because your final semester is all in is all a practicum semester where you go off and work for free somewhere. I skipped the working for free part and was lucky enough to find a job a couple weeks before I was done my third semester. So I left Nate early and got to move to Fort McMurray, and more or less I wasn't having a graded practicum. It was, well, you got employed, so you I guess you know what you're doing. Here's your diploma. Now, you moved to Fort Mac. That's not cheap living. With your first radio job, even if it is a paying job, did you find it difficult living in Fort Mac? Uh, Well, I I had to use food stamps more than once. So, yeah, it was tough. I mean, you have a whole bunch of loans and stuff from school, and then I had a car payment because, you know, apparently the smart thing to do when you're fresh out of school is to buy a vehicle. Uh, And then, yeah, living with Fort Mac living. Yeah, it's really, really hard to do. But uh, the station that I worked at, um, actually the station where Dan O'Toole used to work, formerly of TSN, now at Fox Sports 1. Uh, But the station had subsidized staff housing. So I lived in the house of, well, other people that I got to work with every day. Um, The rent was still insane, but it was slightly less insane than well, everywhere else in town. I looked at one one-bedroom apartment, and it was gross and shitty and terrible, and I never would have ever wanted to live there if I had still been in Edmonton, and it was like 2500 bucks a month. Well, that seems reasonable. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, whatever. Everyone can afford it, I guess, <laughs> apparently, when they don't work in radio. Exactly. When you have an oil-paying job. You get an oil-paying job, everything is okay, but there's this weird trend of, of people that'll go work in radio in Fort McMurray. They'll be there for a while, um, and then, well, they really like Fort McMurray because it's, it's a great town. It does not deserve the terrible rep it gets. So they'll meet people in who work up at site and work in the industry and then transition into doing that and just stick around because Fort McMurray is a really fun place, as despite what Neil Young would make you think. When did you start in Fort McMurray? April 20th, 2012. So you've really just been at this for a little over a year then? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll be two years on air in April. But before that, I worked at, when I was at Nate, I was at uh, Sonic 1029 in Edmonton doing the intern army thing. And after a while, which is just like promo volunteer stuff. And after a while, it, it turned out I was being there like four or five days a week, always doing something. So it felt I've been doing radio for a lot longer, even though that was like volunteer promotions, but it was, I was hosting things. I was board hopping. Um, I was doing random stuff around the station. So it feels like I've been doing it longer, but yeah, paid like a year and three quarters, I guess, sort of. And aside from Sonic and the station in Fort McMurray, where else have you worked so far? Oh, well, that those are those are the two. And then after I was in Fort McMurray for I think six or seven months, um, a guy that I knew when I worked at uh, when I worked in Edmonton, he was at uh, Andrew Wilcox. He's now at Cruise FM in Fort McMurray. He was the promotions director for a couple stations in Edmonton, and we would run into each other's at events. So we got along really really well i like the guy a lot he's a, he's a i consider him a friend of mine and he was the program director for where i'm at now rock 97 7 in grand prairie and they had an opening for evenings and i wanted to i really love fort McMurray. i liked what i was doing but i wanted to do a little bit more and get my hand into music programming so eventually i want to be an md and then a pd so it seemed like a good idea and i'm still really happy i did it so Moved cross province, all within the same company, uh, Rogers, and really it's the same format. So I was at Rock 97.9 and Country 93.3 in Fort McMurray, 
and then moved to Grand Prairie to be just focused on rock, but rock 97.7. What's the coolest thing you've got to do so far in your radio career? This, uh, this, this war is tough, and I was trying to think about this. I guess going, getting to go to U2 um, kind of out of the blue was really cool because we were told, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, well, you're, you're just promotion, stand outside, hang out for the show, and just wait. Okay, but I got a listener didn't end up picking their tickets. So I was like, here, go see you too. And I mean, I've loved you too forever. So um, getting getting to do that when I was still at Sonic and Edmonton was really cool. Um, and then just this year, getting to sit down and interview uh, Billy Talent was mind blowing for me because I think anyone that was born in I don't know late eighties, early nineties, like Billy Talent's going to be that one band that every single Canadian kid has ever seen. So getting to sit down with uh, Ben to you know just talk about music and stuff uh, was, was super cool. Um, also got to interview the actor who played Laurie in The Walking Dead, Sarah Callies, because uh, I was got a press pass for the Calgary Expo, and she was going to be there. Uh, no, not Calgary Expo. That was Edmonton Expo. And, yeah, super cool, just the nicest lady. So, I mean, the interviews is, is the super obvious stuff, and... Yeah, that, that's what it's that's what it's really been for me. So you've got to do some really neat things. Back when you first started, though, before you went to school, what was it that triggered something in you that's like, I want to do radio for a living? Well, uh, when I was really little, a very, very small human, I had to, I was driving around with my dad a lot. We lived out in the country, so we always had um, 630 chat on. So when I was super little uh, and a huge, huge CFL uh, football fan, um, go Eskimos, by the way, it was always like okay, listening to sports radio and listening to Brian Hall do the Eskimos play-by-play was just the coolest thing, and, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I was kind of focused on. And I've, you know the whole story where people would take the, those huge blocky um, recorder things and then do their own radio shows at home and then put them on cassette tapes? Oh, yeah. I would do that, but for hockey and football play-by-play, and kids at school would get super mad at me, and I got beat up for this once because I was doing play-by-play just sitting on the bench for a gym class basketball game. (laughs) I can see how the class bully might not be so impressed with you calling his play style. Yeah, whatever. Well, suck it, Stephen Bernie, or whatever your name was. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, take that, that guy. Yeah, woo. So you went to Nate, you've done the, the sort of work your way up into bigger markets anyway. You're in Grand Prairie now, fair-sized place in Alberta. What's your dream gig? This is obviously not where you're hoping to end up. Uh, no, and I think, I think for everyone, it was uh, when I first got in, when I went to Nate, I was like, I was going to be the Eskimos play-by-play guy. And then, number one, I realized sports radio was insanely competitive. And if you flip up on one thing, um, even people in the class would just jump on you and, and tear your sports-loving face off. So that was kind of like, okay, I don't want to be around that, and being around music is a lot more fun. So I'd like to be, I, for the big first chunk of my career, I'd like to be on air. I do want to be a, a music director of somewhere like uh, The Edge in Toronto. Uh, I'd love to work at The Zone in Victoria, and then at Sonic when I live. I grew up just west of Edmonton, so I'd like to end up back there. But I do want to be a program director of a, of a major market station. That's the that's the far off dream gig. So what you're saying is is that you would one day like to run a major radio station. Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent Well, as long as you've got reasonable goals. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> no big deal or anything. It's just like 25 years away. Exactly. Whatever. You're mm-hmm. young. You've got time. You'll get there. And then you can give me a job. 
well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'll get there, have one bad ratings period, and then, oh, no, you're gone now. Okay, well, I'll go find something else now. Hey, as long as you hit the goal, right? Your goal was to be a PD, not to stay a PD. Yeah, after, anything after that is money. Oh, it's just gravy. Who are some of your radio idols, people that you look up to? Uh, you say that you're interested in music and programming. Do you kind of tend to look more towards people in those jobs then? Oh, yeah, um, um, for sure. Uh, James Sutton, he's the afternoon host and music director at uh, The Peak in Vancouver. Um, the way he programs a, a day of music, I really, really enjoy listening to it, plus I love that kind of music. Um, Dave Sawchuck at Edmonton, um, I would love to have a similar-ish career to him. I just think he's got to do so many cool stuff, getting to work for uh, EMI and then out the zone in Victoria, and even actually at the station I work at now, I'm pretty sure he got his, like he did his practicum here, and then became music director. 99% sure he did, but I could be totally wrong. But um, anyway, I think that's what happened. But uh, yeah, Dave Sawchuk for sure, and then um, Al Ford, uh, program director at Sonic. I mean, he's won PD of the Year for like three years in a row now. And and just uh, I can't say enough good things about even getting to work in promotions for him. Uh, there's I learned a ton, and I would, yeah, I look up to him immensely. Well, we look forward to seeing your eventual rise to where you're handing out jobs as a program director somewhere down the road. For now, though, how do people get a hold of you? Um, I'm on the, the tweets. You can find me at, at Graham Moseman. Um, that's probably the easiest way. I tweet a lot, probably too much sometimes, but I'm always there, so you can find me there. Uh, I don't have a Facebook page, but I friend a lot of radio people because radio people tend to be super cool. So, yeah, friend me on there if you want. I'll do you say you're on radio. Yay, we'll talk about radio things. And then life stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that's the two best ways. And then on our website, rock977.ca. Um, I'm on air Monday to Thursday, uh, 6 to 10 on, I guess, rock977.ca. If you want to listen live, I'm there. Hello. Now, you want to be a music director someday, you can start right now by programming our Spin of the Week. Oh, that was the dream. And I was, I was bumping around with what I wanted to do with this for, for a couple days, but um, I had to go with a band that I saw in Edmonton a couple weeks ago. They're called Will Horse. They were at the, the Peak Performance Project. They came in the top five. They're ridiculously good. They're bluesy rock and roll. Um, if you're into a more classic kind of sound with a, with a newer indie kind of spin on it, you need to listen to Will Horse. Uh, the song is Little Things on the Off Mic Podcast. You say that you're sorry And baby, it's too late And all the burden and things that you did inside your head They just don't matter anyway Cause I'm hopping on a freight train Bound straight to Cisco Bay And all the dirty little things that you did inside your head They just don't matter anyway Should wait. And I said, baby, 
won't you look inside your heart Cause it just don't matter in a way Well I sing Hallelujah Praise the Lord Rock and roll I'm moving on And I'm gone I'm not stopping till I lose my soul On this town How do I do And all the friends that I've left to Well I sing listening to the off mic podcast follow the show online at off mic podcast on twitter or like the show on facebook if there's a guest you'd like to hear on the show email off mic podcast at gmail.com the off mic podcast is a part of the dalby radio network